Hello and welcome to episode 239 of Grid Talk. And today we are here to discuss qualifying for the US Grand Prix. My name is Tom Downey, as always, and joining me this evening, this morning, whatever time it is, I'm not quite sure, we have Jawad from the Hit the Apex podcast. Jawad, how are you, sir? Good morning, everybody. How are we? I'm very well, sir. Thank you for asking. And alongside me is engineering marvel Owen Medford. Good evening. <laughs> how are you, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm marvellous. Good. And uh, and, uh, and if, if any of you are wondering why I won't... Uh, Oh, I know I'm a little bit delirious just because it's just gone midnight in the UK and Jawad is loving every second of this. <laughs> but first, just before we get going, if you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would take us five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we'll automatically go into our monthly draw to win a Grid Talk t-shirt from our champion range of merch. Also, if you're one of the 72% of people, that's right, you, you, who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So it is, well, it, it is October the 22nd, 2022. We've just had qualifying for the US Grand Prix. Just before we proceed, uh, some news broke just ahead of qualifying. I just want to touch on it very briefly. Uh, we are very sad to announce that the founder and CEO of Red Bull, Dietrich Mike Sish, apologies if I butchered that pronunciation, has sadly passed away after a battle with illness. Uh, there were reports a few weeks ago that he was unwell and there were some false reports that he had passed away. However, we can confirm he he has sadly moved on. Uh, Owen, do you want to add anything quickly to, uh, to, to, to his tenure or to his reign? Uh, it's more that, you know, I, I, you know, whatever you feel about the, the, the particular division to his, of, of his business, um, you, you know, I've just got to say that it's very successful and I think that um most of the fields that uh you know that that they operated in are greater for um for for red bull uh and uh, for red bull's involvement and and funding um it's one of those things i don't think formula one would be the same um for better or worse i would say um but you know i think it's you know it's obviously a, a remarkable man um who's had a, you know a very very clear impact on uh, and put on honestly put Austria in the spotlight and and done a great many things um with the investment that they've been able to provide because of that so um you know I don't think there's anyone anyone like him really uh, and and you know in that in that way that there won't be anyone like him again no absolutely uh, Joe, would you want to say anything about him just briefly or? yeah just you know like whatever you guys have already said it's um you know he had a vision and he brought it together and Again, like in the 21st century for F1, we hardly saw any independent, because Red Bull, you could say, are independent in a way. Um, independents come in and have the success that the Trailblazers did in the, you know, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s and whatnot. So, you know, he is kind of like that Trailblazer in the 21st century and, you know, the business that he's created, whatever ventures he's gone into, whether it was in motorsport or extreme sports and just sports in general, it's been, um, it's been a lot. So yeah, he's achieved quite a bit and yeah, um, he'll be missed. I'm sure. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, all of us here at Avon Chronicle would just like to pass on our condolences to the family and to, and to everybody else who was involved with him. But moving on and moving on to sort of 
perhaps something a bit bit more joyous to talk about, qualifying for the US Grand Prix. Um, Jawad, Carlos Sainz, P1, baby, as, as he said, P1. Um, did you see that coming? Uh, well, he's been on form all weekend, you got to say. Um, and, you know, it's great to see him, like we were saying in the live chat, where did he pull out this um, speed from? And there you go. He's on pole position and without a grid penalty too. So I don't know if he can convert that into a race win, but it's it's a good, <laughs> it's a good uh, result for him. And, you know, he's asserting himself over Leclerc. I think for Ferrari, basically, the remaining races are just about, you know, next year and setting up uh, what they're going to do. And I think for science, it's important mentally to try and get whatever edge he can over Leclerc because, you know, um, this year hasn't been the best and Leclerc didn't really show any signs that, you know, he is the alpha in the team. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think we should remember that Sainz outscored Leclerc. Um, uh, I, I believe Sainz finished P5 and Leclerc was only P7 last year. So, um, you know, so, so perhaps it's not quite the, um, the sort of out-and-out domination that some people were expecting. But, um, oh, in P2 uh, on the road, he takes a 10 place grid penalty. I believe he'll start P12. Uh, Charles Leclerc... Um, uh, Chucky Leckles start, uh, starts ultimately P12, but finished P2. Wasn't entirely happy after his final run on Q3. Uh, we, we heard a couple of expletives over the radio, a couple of, um, well, I'm not sure what he said, but he evidently wasn't happy with something in his final run. How do you foresee his race unfolding tomorrow? Do you think he'll side through the field like a panther, or do you think he'll get stuck like a hass? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes the Ferrari seems to be able to, to go forwards and sometimes it just kind of gets stuck. I think it's going to matter about, I guess, tyre conditions and things like that. Um, you know, it, it's going it, to, it's obviously not great to have the, to have the engine penalty that he's taken. Um, uh, and then it, it obviously becomes worse when, you know, you can't even, um, out qualify your teammate, um, as well. Um, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, it, I, I assume it's a mistake. I haven't seen obviously the individual um, onboards for it, um, but I'd be surprised given the given the speed of the Ferrari. Um, you know, obviously it's 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 not it, it, it's a smidge. It's it, you know, it really is just a smidge above the rest. Um, uh, uh, with the results of qualifying today, but you've still got a you know, it's one further place back. Obviously, that he's starting it in in twelfth. And, and it, you know, things can easily go wrong from there. Um, I, th- I think if, as long as he keeps out of trouble um, and things go, go okay, um, he, he should be able to move forward. That, that you know, I, I wouldn't see anything. You know, a, a top six finish is definitely on the cards um, for him there, um, assuming everything goes well. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's uh, it's what if nothing? What if things don't go so well? Yeah, it's, um, it's, he's, he's got the unfortunate task of starting um, you know, starting sort of in that midfield gaggle of cars. So, you know, so he's got, got to try and keep his nose, uh, try to keep his nose clean. Um, but yes, uh, it, it'll be interesting for him tomorrow. Uh, right, Jawad, qualified P3, starts P2, and on what is arguably the quote-unquote better side of the grid, uh, the two-time champ, Max Verstappen, Never really looked like he was sort of challenging for pole. You know, his his first lap was um, his first lap was a bit off. I believe he was on scrub softs. Um, 
but he was never really sort of setting setting the grid alight. I mean, he had a decent middle sector, but um, what were your thoughts on the young Dutchman today? <laughs> I did get a little bit excited on that final run, seeing him go fastest through the middle sector. It was purple. I'm like, oh, he could knock uh, the Ferrari off here. But ultimately, I think he'll be happy the fact that he's starting P2. It's the preferred side of the grid there. And, I mean, how often have we said on Saturdays this year that, you know, oh, you know, um, Red Bull, they're no chance in the race because they're the ones who've had the race pace all year and they've been quicker and I'm going to expect the same thing to happen tomorrow as well unless, you know, science can manage to stay ahead out of turn one. Very doubtful given uh, how aggressive Max can be. So I think he can pat himself on the back and say, I'm on pole position actually. So... Yeah, I, with where he is, I don't see any um, different uh, result coming as a result of that. And it'll be 13 wins potentially as well to equal Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. That is a very good point. He's, he's, obviously, he's obviously going going for that, that illustrious record of the most race wins in a season. So maybe tomorrow could be, uh, could be one step further to, towards, towards that record for him. Oh, and P4, uh, the Mexican Minister of Defence and one of the home favourites, uh, certainly of this track, given, this pro- given it the proximity to Mexico, Sergio Perez. Now, he crossed the line P4. I believe he takes a five-place grid penalty. So he'll be starting, what, P9, if my math is correct. Um, just in, uh, he'll be in front of Artur Bottas, uh, not that that's going to be an issue, and then just behind Fernando Alonso, which will be an issue. Um any thoughts on Perez from today? I got I didn't see an awful lot of him. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> I think uh, you know he just ran his laps. Um, you know, there's a certain amount to to Perez. Obviously, it's uh, it, you know he's, he's been slightly off Max all year. Um, you know, I'll put it this way: his fastest timing. Um, no, not not all year. Sorry, so obviously the uh, oh, check a P8. Alonso has a penalty too. Interesting. Uh, Thank you for uh, informing me of that, Jared. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think for Sergio Perez, obviously, he's gonna—he's been slightly off uh, Max Verstappen ever since they've upgraded the car. Um, you know, taking until you know uh, Q two uh, to to get the same time as Max. Uh, funnily enough, so you know, I think there's a certain obviously he's slightly lacking in pace compared to the to him, but he's he's getting a he's getting a new engine, and it's not really for this weekend, is it? It's for next weekend. Um, you know, this is this is the precursor, if anything. Um, but then again, the Red Bull's fast. Um, I think obviously there's something to be said for it. It's, it you know, it's going to be it's going to be difficult um, just based on how the car is. Um, you know, it's got it's got to live with other cars through the sort of second uh, through the first sector and, and the last sector. But the middle sector is obviously where it flies. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think the biggest role that Sergio Perez is going to be is going to act really is as a kind of as a roadblock for Charles Leclerc. Um, you know, that, that's I imagine primarily his role, um, just just to prevent any kind of pincer movement that um, that Ferrari might be able to um, enact on on Red Bull or, or Mercedes for that matter um, with their slightly superior pace so I think you know obviously the Silver Arrows might be able to might be counting their blessings on that one hoping they get tangled up with each other um, so I think that's something they're going to have to be careful with but otherwise yeah it's a fairly solid performance but it's it's just what Checo has unfortunately been resigned to at this point 
Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's a very good point that um, that I fully agree with you that I do feel the Red Bull are doing this engine change this weekend, so we'll have a fresh engine next weekend in front of his adoring home crowd. Because could you imagine the absolute scenes in Mexico if he did win? Um, it's also worth noting as well uh, that you mentioned he's battling Leclerc. Leclerc wins the head-to-head battles between himself and Verstappen for pole positions of the year. Um, I uh, I believe. Um, because Max hasn't got Max hasn't got enough of an opportunity to pick up any more ball positions. But moving now to P5, um, well, P5 and P6, Jared, I'll give you these two together. We have uh, in P5, Lewis Hamilton and P6, um, crikey mate, George Russell. That's not a that's not a slight on your on your statements, <laughs> by the way. Um, that's just because that's that's all that's all Russell seems to say these days. Um, a much improved outing for the Mercedes, I'd say. They were, they were, they were always sort of like within touching distance, especially Hamilton, of at some points a front row start, which we didn't think we'd be saying an awful lot this season for for the Mercs. No, and they did bring a um, bit of a substantial upgrade package as well this weekend. But um, you know, again, it's probably more like data gathering for next year, but. I'm not going to rule them out for, I don't want to say or be bold and say, oh, that's uh, they're going to be in contention for the win. I reckon podium at the very least with very least with the, uh, the pace that they've got. I feel like best chance for Mercedes and for Hamilton in particular is to run a different strategy to what the others are doing. I mean, I don't know if they can pull off a one-stopper or whatever. They have been quite good on their tyres through the weekend, which has been great for them. So, and, you know, we could hear the commentary as well saying that, you know, uh, Hamilton, this is one of his best tracks or he always seems to do quite well here. So, you know, there's always that potential. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on Hamilton and what Mercedes are up to strategically tomorrow. Russell, um, he's been trailing this weekend I, you know i think the whole hype about him earlier in the season's kind of dying off as well so you know he can have a top five finish i don't care <laughs> to be honest crikey mate <laughs> um but for <laughs> but yeah i'm not going to rule out hamilton for a potential um podium finish and could be in the hunt for a win as well depending on what goes on out the front so yeah Plus, you've also got um, two other guys coming from uh, grid penalties up, so we'll see how that all shakes up, shakes out. Yeah, well, well, I mean, let's not forget that um, Hamilton will still be starting P3 mm. on, on the road, and Russell will be starting P4 because, obviously, Sainz and Leclerc will be dropping behind them. You know, so it's um, it's, it's a second-round lockout, effectively, for Mercedes. Yeah. So, it's, uh, you know, it is, it is potentially a good option, especially if... Um, uh, especially if um, Max and Sainz's cars try and try and make going into turn one, but um, I think I think what is probably the biggest shock of qualifying this weekend, can't believe I'm about to say this, Lance Stroll in an Aston Martin on merit got into Q3, and he beats a McLaren and an Alpine and an Al- oh my god, oh, what's happening? It must be these times, but honestly, um, Owen Stroll P7, where I'm do we sorry, begin? Sir. It's, it's, I mean, I, what, you kind of summed it up. On merit, he's in P7. Actually, he's higher than that because he's going to get, what, two positions? 
which means he starts P5. Uh, see, the biggest thing here is obviously that, that you know Valtteri Bottas is going to go uh, is going to go up one place, but that's about it. Um, but this is huge for the constructors' battle, um, bearing in mind that Aston Martin are breathing down the neck of of Alfa Romeo, and a fifth place start. I mean, I. I I want to say it. I want to say what could, like I, I want to say even Lance Stroll can't mess that up, but he can't mess that up. Like if he just stays out of trouble, go around the outside at T one. Go around on the outside at T one if it's starting to look bad on the inside. He just needs to keep that kind of position. Run your race, and it, 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 the 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 potential for Lance Stroll to really flip this constructors battle on its head by himself, um, assuming nothing goes wrong. Uh, tomorrow are that you know are immeasurable. It's it's a really good performance, and it's the kind of performance that yeah, obviously it doesn't matter because it's safe, but it, it's the kind of performance that you really need to close out a season in. It's just one of those that makes the difference. It's a, it, it, this could be the sort of tipping point that that sort of throws Aston Martin forward. Um, so honestly, he just needs to not mess up. That's the biggest thing. He just needs to not mess this up. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a great performance. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, the the, um, the Aston Martins certainly in other races they've um, they've looked better in race pace than they have in qualifying pace. So uh, you know, we've seen we've seen several races where they've qualified quite poorly and then really sort of come come to the come to like come forward in, in the races and pick up points on merit. So he starts in P five. You know, they they might. You know, they might bag a top five finish, or is there maybe a mechanical DNF or something? Podium, um, yeah. Is there, well, is there a well, podium on the cars? Well, that's a, well. Let's not get carried. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! Uh, Lance Stroll for the win. Wow. Um, no, 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 no. It's uh, no, it's uh, but you know, there is a distinct possibility, and you know, Kota has thrown us some good races. Um, so yeah, um, but just just behind him is the. Uh, the Leeds McLaren of uh, of Lando Norris, um, Jared P eight. Possibly that's maybe he could have sunk past Stroll, but you know, he, he was he was only point looking at the time. He was only point zero zero two seconds behind Stroll, um, so there, there was there was a you know, there was a five papers gap in it. Um, mm. or a cigarette papers gap, I should say, for people outside the UK if they don't get that slang. Um, Yes, it's a uh, PA. Do you think he could have got any better? Do you think, given the pace of the McLaren this weekend, or apparent lack of? That's about <laughs> I, it. Do, I do not think so. Like at one point, I was quite concerned when both Alfa Romeos were ahead of him going into Q at the end of Q two. I'm like, what are they slower than Alfa Romeo? Not re- realizing that you know you had the Aston Martin a stroll ahead too. So, um, yeah, I don't know if they can go any quicker. I'm sure. If with a bit of luck, he could move up and particularly with one Alpine car so far, far down the order and him starting ahead of Alonso, it's going to be quite important because, you know, after the uh, fast that was Japan and getting full points at the end of the race as well, um, that put Alpine back in the lead by 13 points. So um, it's a tall order for Lando to turn it around on his own. Let's let's be honest here it's it's all on him to basically win them fourth in the constructors 
Uh, but it's it's going to have to be with a good result tomorrow. So it's hard to say given given the order of the grid and what uh, Lance Stroll gets up to ahead as well. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll get on to his teammates and what's left of him in a moment. But um, but P nine. Um, Fernando Alonso, uh, he was he had a couple of things to say about Hamilton. Um, I think during one of the free practice sessions, questioning Hamilton's use of mirror signal manoeuvre on the track. Um, the Alpine was a strange one this weekend. I mean, obviously, if you look at where his teammate qualified, um, Alonso P9, bit of a bit of a sort of anomaly. He he, he just looked like he could. He, Alonso just looked like he could not quite get the car to settle, especially coming through the um, especially coming through the final sector. Um, unfortunately, I never seen saw any footage on the car, so I'd actually have to I'd, I'd have to take your word for it. But it's a very uh, Fernando Alonso performance, which is driving whatever he's driving off the door handles, um, no matter what <laughs> what it is, um, or even if it has door handles. So I, I, I'm not surprised to see Fernando Alonso there. Obviously, he does take an engine penalty. I don't remember where that ends where that ends up putting him, uh, unfortunately. But um, then again, it's kind of he's kind of holding the team. Yeah, he's, he's holding at least this race. He's holding up the uh, the fortunes of the team. Um, it's annoying. To, to to obviously start ninth um, and it's a it's a fall from fall in form um compared to the the, the standard places that we seem you know i say standard the the sort of places we've become accustomed to seeing uh fernando alonso's alpine um so it's, you know there's a couple of places down obviously he takes a penalty but um I think I think there's it's Fernando Alonso. He'll find a way to be quite high up at the end of the race, uh, and we'll wonder we'll wonder why <laughs> why he wasn't there to uh, to begin with. Yeah, I mean it's it's by this point it's just sort of vintage Alonso. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean, I think you summed him up quite nicely. Um, running out the top ten, Valtteri Bottas, uh, Chowards. You said it yourself. Um, at least I think he did. Um, it was one of you, and there, there's only two others of you here. Um, uh, that the Alfa Romeo had much improved pace this weekend, and I, for one, was certainly surprised with their pace. Um, the last five into the top tens just beat Alex Albon by 0.05 seconds. He will take the only driver into the 136 is in, in Q3. Um, obviously, he moves up. One place because of no two places because of Alonso's penalty and Leclerc's penalty. Um, do you think he's going to hold on to points tomorrow? Um, well, he's been quite reliable. So, like, as his driving has been reliable, whether the car uh, does the same thing remains to be seen because we've seen quite a bit of unreliability from um, Alfa Romeo this season and a bit of bad luck as well for both drivers. So, yeah, surprising to see them that far up at, at certain points in qualifying and for Bottas to make the top 10. Um, but, you know, if he hangs on, stays out of trouble, I don't see why not he could score points. So I don't know what the situation in the championship is at the moment for Alfa Romeo where they sit in their fight but you know i think you know they are 
not comfortably clear of Aston Martin at the moment. So I think, you know, if, if Stroll is going to go on and get a good result, I think, you know, Bottas has got to score some points just so it doesn't allow um, Aston to sneak ahead into into sixth, it would be. So who would have said that at the start of the year that Aston Martin are on for sixth in the constructors? So, yeah, you know, um, you could then categorize that as, or you could then brand that as being all the bad luck that they've had this season with unreliability and getting caught in drama from other drivers as well. We'll get to his teammate a bit later, of course, and talk about what happened to him. But yeah, you know, even if it is one point at the end, it, it would still be quite um, crucial for Alpha and Bottas as the, the man to do it. Yeah, he's, um, it's a good point about, about his reliability as well, because obviously they've been somewhat severely hampered by the reliability of the um, of the Ferrari powertrain. His teammate, especially, who we'll get on to in a moment, like he said. But yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be nice to see Valtteri back in the points because uh, Alfa Romeo have had a bit of a barren run recently. But um, P11, Owen, just missing out on Q3, Alex Albon, putting that Williams in a place where it, quite frankly, does not belong. Um, and certainly establishing himself ahead of his uh, newly announced teammate, Logan Sargent, pending a super licence. That's a whole other conversation. Um, that, uh, you know, showing his teammate, this is how you drive a car, honey. Um, do you think he could sneak into the points tomorrow? I mean, he's going to start in the top 10 with um, with Leclerc uh, behind him anyway with the penalty. So, um, I don't know. Uh, obviously, you know, we've got to praise performance because performance is astounding. Um, you know, he's nine places above above his teammate who is starting dead last. Um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it, it, it's surprising uh, in in a number of ways. Um, and, and, it's, and it's also because it's not coming from somewhere where we've seen the... Um, seen the Williams necessarily excel. Obviously, um, we've seen it when you take off the downforce, it seems to be more efficient um, and you get more speed out of it compared to other cars. Um, but to say that, you know, it's, he's qualified on the road um, with his, with his lap time, you know, just barely outside the top 10. Um, and then, you know, he's obviously he's been helped by a, a lap deletion for Joe Guan Yu, but um, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that we're seeing it at Williams in P11. Um as to whether he can t- can maintain points uh, tomorrow, um, I think remains to be seen. Or obviously, remains to be seen. Um, the the prospects of that, I don't. Know. I can I can I can imagine that that Williams being very difficult to get past. Um, there's not really a, a set of slow speed corners i think through that through that you can you can start varying your lines um to, to try and get past and if the straight line speed is anything to go by it's going to be a bit of a pain and alexander albon uh, who you have to give credit to bearing in mind obviously uh the the, the issues he's had in, in recent months at this point um i th- i think it's going to be a, a difficult car to to, to pass, I, I genuinely think it's going to cause some issues for some people. Well, he showed it in Spa that he can make that Williams a blinking difficult car to get past. Um, so hopefully, we can see more of the same from him tomorrow. I mean, he, he is a good driver, and obviously, he has experience of being 
I mean, to be fair, he was qualifying the Red Bull in about the same position a couple of years ago. You know, so he's he's very well he's very well acquainted with that position on the grid. Um, difference is he's not pranging it in the barrier every weekend. But yes, he um, you know, he's uh, it, it, I I do agree with you. You know, all joking aside, I do agree with you that you know he'll um, I don't think he's going to roll over as easily as some people may think. Um, you know, it, uh, fr- from P11 in the Williams. Or well, you know, P10 uh, or whatever he's starting now, but um, just behind him, I'm losing track from starting where to be honest. Uh, but starting just behind him, Jared P12, Sebastian Vettel, and Nestor Martin. Um, he seemed to struggle a bit. Uh, he had a lot of time deleted uh, in in Q2. Uh, he he was riding the curves a bit as well. I noticed when, when I was when I was watching Quali. Um, he never really quite seemed to get a grip on the car this weekend and also certainly not in qualifying. Dare I say it, if he'd have done that, we could have been looking at two Astons in Q3. Here's P12. Yeah, I thought um, before the lap time got deleted that he was he was in the top 10. I can't remember now. Uh, no, you're right. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember now whether he was close to that or not, but... Like he's in he's in good form at the moment, and you know scored points in the last two races, and then of course uh, the other Aston Martin is up there in P five or will start the race P five. So, like you were saying, you guys were saying before, Albon might be difficult to get past. He's he's been quite staunch with his defence this year, but you know I think we're going to see or we need to see a bit of guile from Seb to to put on a bit of a race and you know it might be an interesting battle for for points and again maybe try a different strategy you know that both their cars are quite far enough apart to do different strategies to try and um score the maximum like as much as i don't want a good result for stroll and aston martin i want to see um seb to get some good results and score points, keep scoring points until uh, he finishes up in a few races time. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very much just his swan song now, I think, by this point. He's, mm. got, he's got a handful of races left and he's probably ready to have a season at home with his with his wife and kids and, and all the rest of it. But it's um it's it's nice to see that he's that he, there's still a bit of fight still a bit of fight in the old dog yet. Um mm. Speaking of, of yappy little things, Pierre Gasly, P13, Owen, um, he got rather sassy on the radio when he wasn't able to warm up his own tyres. Because um, I noticed on one of his laps going into turn one, uh, he really overcooked it going in. Uh, the um, the Alpha Tauri, this is Alpha Romeo then, no, the Alpha Tauri just looks to be a bit of a handful this weekend. I mean, the car's been that much of the season. But um, but it, it just... It looks like guys just can't quite get a handle of the car this year. Um, certainly not like he was able to last year. No, something about it has changed. Oh, well, obviously, a lot of things about changed. But no, um, there's a certain amount of... Uh, I, I, I don't think AlphaTauri fully got on top or has fully gotten on top of it, on top of the car for this circuit. Um, and unfortunately, the setup just didn't work with them. I think we saw, saw the same thing with Yuki. Um, as well and it just it's just held them back a little bit um from being extra be, being able to extract the full car performance um i think there's i just want to point out that obviously you know as much as has been focused on red bull um alpha tori is also uh under that red bull umbrella and therefore they're going to be feeling the, the effects of um obviously today's announcement just as just as much um 
despite the focus uh, on one end of the grid compared to the other. Um, it, it doesn't look like it's a promising start to the weekend for them. Or, or, or sorry, so promising. Uh, yeah, start. Yeah, promising start to the weekend for them. Um, you know, Pierre, I know will have will have tried the, his best, but um, you know, it, it should be easy to get the tires to warm up uh, in at Cota. It's in Texas, <laughs> um, and and it's not like it's a it's a circuit that um, you know it doesn't have a lot of di- dynamic corners that you can be putting low through the tires. So I think there is something sort of wrong with the setup. They've maybe gone the wrong direction or, or it could just be one of their bogey tracks. Um, but yeah, no, it just doesn't seem to like he's been able to get on top of it. And, um, and that's been exacerbated for whatever reason this weekend. I think the team just seems a bit far off. So um, it could be a long race uh, tomorrow um, for them from there. And uh, yeah, it, it I think they need a little bit of luck to get some uh, good points out of this. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I agree. It's just um, I, I don't think any of the teams were helped by um, the majority of Q2, oh, sorry, Q2, the majority of FP2 being a tire test either. But they didn't know what tires they were on or the rest of it because obviously they weren't marked. Um, so they had somewhat limited running anyway. Um, it's also, a, 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 I want to pick up on what you said as well, just very brief, just very quickly about the circuit in general. Is um, it, It's a very abrasive circuit, so it's very, very easy for uh, for drivers, especially when they're doing warm-up laps, to overcook their tyres. So I wonder if perhaps um, wonder if perhaps Pierre was trying to take it a bit easy, because I, I know that when Declare went around, he, he said, yeah, one lap and that's it. Um so, uh, so you know, so maybe there's an element of him taking it taking it a bit easy, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's not exactly cold in Texas, even even in October. Um, yeah, so it's uh, you know, th- yeah, they shouldn't have any shouldn't have any uh, any any issues warming them up. Um, but anyway, P14, Jawad, Guan Yu, Zhou, Zhou Guan Yu. I never know which way around to say it, so I just say it both ways to, to appease everyone. Um, P14. That's not an accurate representation of him on the day because that car was in the top 10. And unfortunately, he got done for track limits, rules are rules. But what does this man have to do to get some luck in Formula One? You know, yeah, I know. How many mirrors has he broken or black hats has he seen? Seriously, this year has been awful for him and said it time and time again, like he might not have been everyone's first pick for the alpha seat. Um, coming into 2022 but he hasn't done anything wrong you know he hasn't you know done a a, a, what's his face from last year Russian driver Uh, (laughs) um, hasn't done anything like that so he really needs to catch a break and when I saw him drop out of because I knew that he had a five place grid penalty as well um, coming into this race when I saw his lap time deleted, him dropped to P14. I'm like, oh, no, now he's going to drop to P19 and he's on the last row of the grid with um, Nicholas Latifi. So to add further insult to injury, put um, salt in the wound, whatever you want to say, it's just like, oh, when can he catch a break? Poor poor Joe. Um, hopefully, uh, I don't even, I can't even say hopefully because what can, what can you do from P19? 
let's find out help tomorrow, me, shall help we? Help me, help me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what Joe's going to be saying tomorrow. Um, you know, when, you know, when he starts from that far back. But um, yeah, desperately unlucky for him, and he's, uh, you know, I, I think he must have, um, he must have like ignored, not saluted every single magpie he's ever walked past. I think to get this amount of, of not luck. Um, so yeah, uh, P15, Yuki Tsunoda, we talked about him when we talked about Pierre Gasly. The car's just not great this weekend and he was a bit of an anomaly. So to be honest, I'm going to skip past him. We've really covered it off. Um, oh, and you covered him off pretty well. Uh, right, P6, uh, do you want to say anything about, about him? Or? I was going to say he's like Pierre Gasly, but slower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so so speaking of cars that are slow, um, P16 and P19, Kevin Magnussen and Mick Schumacher in the Haas, respectively. Um, I want to give you, I'll give you them both together, mainly because they're in the bottom five, and let's you know, let's not waste any oxygen. Um, not <laughs> not exactly the home race they were hoping for. Yeah, maybe yeah. they need, maybe they need to fit some Stetsons or some chaps to their car to make it go quicker. I don't know. I think they need to make their um, their stars and stripes just even bigger. Um, you know, take a leaf out of the uh, out of the Lone Star State's flag and the uh, and the and the star and the uh, <laughs> and the star spangled banner at, at various points around the circuit. Um, you know, I've played on tennis courts that are, that are smaller. Um, yeah, no, uh, it it wasn't a great start. Um, what was it? Uh, it was either Schumacher or. Uh, <laughs> it was either Schumacher or, or Magnussen that well, was, but one of them went round at T one, and I think that was indicative of the issue there. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's a, it's not a great start. I mean, obviously they got this new sponsor. Um, at least they'll get paid this time uh, <laughs> compared to the last big name sponsor that they got that people had heard of. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a great. St- I don't, I don't know for the house. I I think to be honest, they need to go for next year. It's not bit, uh, they've been needing to go for next year all season. But then again, they said that about last season. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not looking like a fun time, and and it looks like the the heyday of the of the first five races have have well and truly gone. Um, they've peaked back up into that performance since, but um, beyond now, it's just it's run down the contractual obligations. And I hope that they can get nine points over uh, over Aston Martin. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, if Aston Martin continue on this trajectory that they're on, Haas may well lose those that nine point deficit. So let's, uh, you know, the, you know I, 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 they need to be careful, and they also need to get Mick Schumacher out of that car because he's a liability, um, and he's never going to be his dad. Um, P17, Jawad. I just had to, didn't I? Uh, P17, Jawad, your homeboy, Danny Rick. Um, <laughs> I had really high hopes. I was thinking he loves Texas. Texas loves him. Let's all have a big barbecue and whatever. Ultimately, he he ended Q1 like P15. And then you just saw drivers going quick. It's just like, oh, he's going to get knocked out. I thought Kota, he might be all right. He's always done pretty well here. He did pretty well here last year. But no, he's P17 in a McLaren, first driver into the 137s. <sighs> I mean, it says a lot, really, when uh, when when a driver is told that they've been knocked out in Q1 and, 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 and then he just says confirmed or copy or something like that. He's just given up at this point, isn't he? Mm, yeah, and you know, slower than the Haas as well. Like I pointed out, given that I think Haas is the only 
um, seat left available for next year. It's not going to happen anyway. Um, staying on the theme of his helmet, Talladega Nights, you could almost um, say that this is the part of the film where he's had, his, you know, his um, his form's in decline. Uh, uh, Borat's character is... Um, you know, let's compare him to Lando Norris or whatever. He's doing a much better job. So is this where Ricardo now quits and becomes a pizza delivery driver? <laughs> I, I don't think it'll be that bad. Like it again, every, every comment I make and every meme I post about his form, I do it through gritted teeth. <laughs> I do it through, through gritted teeth. You know, I want him to do well, um, but yeah, it looks like he's given up and I don't know, like that's not very appealing if you look to the future and like who do I want in a seat um, based on the results this season and the form he's currently in. It's not very appealing. So I see that risk. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, what's that? Magic Mike. Um, I see that risk that people are talking about that if he does fall off the grid, uh, that it might be hard for him to get back in. I mean, look at Nika Hulkenberg, though potentially he might be able to come back next year with Haas, but there is a chance that once you're out, and even if you do take a, a reserve driver role, like you're going to have to rely on some big names to to drop out in the next year or two. I, I can't see him waiting two years to get back into F1. It has to be in 2024. Um, Danny Kvyat, another one. There you go. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation, but it's kind of like let's just rip the band-aid off and be done with it so we we don't have to keep talking about it every weekend. Uh it would be nice if he put in a good performance every now and again just so we have something nice to say, but it's just one thing after another and it's like, oh, dude, you know, you've got your teammate up in the top 10 trying to win fourth in the constructors for the team. Um if he was up there too, it would have been great because, you know, to have two cars ahead of um, with Ocon as far down as he is as well. So, you know, again, at the end of the year, you're going to look at McLaren will look at the reasons why they couldn't be P4 and the constructors. Sure, they've got a, a, a horrible car compared to last year and the year before. It's not been as competitive or as, um, you know, reliable at times, but then, you look at the the organic element in in the driver, and the driver hasn't performed either. So you know it's 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 all those things put together, and the driver does play a big part in it as well. As we've seen, Lando and and Alonso as well. The way he's driving the Alpine at the moment, he's getting the maximum out of it. Considering this weekend, they don't have uh, the pace, or it's not as comfortable around this track. So yeah, what what more do you say than that? I don't do this much justice. I think you summed it up really well there, Jared. Um, maybe a bit of a sort of passionate rant from um, from from our resident Aussie. But <laughs> I'm so sorry. But uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just I, I think it's just a case to just get the season done. And I yeah, I, I think he needs a year out just to have a mental reset because it it can't be good for his mental state. You can only smile so much, and you know. Smiling is very good at hiding pain. Trust me, I know. Um, yeah, especially when it comes to mental pain. So yeah, so let's. Um, yeah, I, I think Danny Rick just needs a year out. Do something in America. Maybe take a year out. Maybe a year out on motorsport. Who knows? 
we'll see what he does. And no doubt he'll, he'll entertain us all on Instagram. Um, anywho, P18, uh, the battle with... Um, uh, sorry, uh, let me try that again. P18, Esteban Ocon, racing for Alpine, obviously. Um, he is battling with the aforementioned Daniel Ricciardo uh, for, for the constructors. Oh, Wayne, bit of a bit of a stinker from him today. Yeah, um, obviously we've said that Daniel Ricciardo is taking a year out. It seems like uh, Esteban Ocon's taking a leaf out of Ricciardo's book. Um, <laughs> unseasonably bad performance. It's very odd. Uh, I didn't see any issues that he had. He's just off the pace, which is weird. Uh, I don't know if he. I, I'm hoping that maybe you know he you know had an issue or made a mistake or something like that, but. That's not a. You know, he's nine places behind. Nine places uh, as things stand, uh, behind it behind his teammate. Um, and that's not acceptable fundamentally. Uh, I'm glad he's got his seat locked up for next year, um, because of that. Uh, yeah, no, it's um. The, the hope is that he's got a faster car under him uh, than uh, he started out with. Um, Sorry, they're sorry. Then he's then he's shown in this qualifying performance, um, and, and and obviously that he moves forward. But um, assuming that that's the fastest pace he had, uh, I, I guess he's the only thing that would explain that is going sort of the wrong way on setup um, or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 odd. It's odd that he's that far down because um, that's about knock on is not a slow driver. <laughs> um, you know, even on his worst day. So yeah, it's 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 in it's weird. It's just weird that he's down there, and uh, and I hope that you know he makes it his way back up uh, over the course of tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it is worth in sorry, it is worth noting that Ocon had some um, you know, not last week or what or the week before or you know, a couple of weeks ago now in Suzuka. You know, he was um. Yeah, you know, he he was really pushing Hamilton. You know, say you know, saying if you want fourth, you got to got to come and take it. Um, you know, so he's um he is a quick driver, and obviously you know he won TP three in in twenty fifteen. Um, and then uh, you know then then obviously joined F one with Manor and 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 all the rest of it. So he's um yeah he's not a slow dog by any stretch. It's just um. Not a very good day at the office for him. Uh, P19, we've already covered off Mick with with the Haas in general. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I think his days are numbered in in F1 Choward. Do you want to say anything else about Mick or? Uh, not really, and no. neither do I want to say anything about P20 because it's the perennial <laughs> um, perennial uh, position for car number six. Yeah, uh, I got to be honest. All I was going to do was just mention, oh, BT Dubs, the TV's P twenty. Um, I wasn't even going to give him twenty one because what else is there to say? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean that that rounds out qualifying for the um, for the twenty twenty two US Grand Prix. Um, I just like to give my guests a chance to promo themselves. So, first of all, Owain, who are you? Where are you? Um, what do you do? Why do you do it? How? Where can we find you? Oh, that's a lot of questions. Um, some of those I don't want to answer. I don't want to dox myself. <laughs> um, goodness me. Uh, no, I, I do this. 
<laughs> I, 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 am the co I have a co-host of the Grid Talk podcast, so if you want to hear some of my dulcet tones, uh, just tune in tomorrow, I guess. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, sometimes I have opinions on Twitter, and I usually retweet political things, but um, we'll keep that out of this. Because, uh, um, you know, this is meant to be Formula One related, but that's it. <laughs> Yeah, because F1 never has anything to do with politics. Don't know what you're talking about. Never um, would have anything political. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In not, it whatsoever. No, ever. no, no. <laughs> not, no, I'm looking at you, FIA. Um, yes, and Jared, um, same question to you. Who, what, where, when, why? <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much. Um, so, yeah, I've got my uh, podcast, Hit the Apex, which I do uh, after every race do a little review and talk that and V8 Supercars Championship as well here in Australia. Uh, you can find uh, the links for that through Twitter at Hit the Apex Media, also live blog for a website called The Raw. So live blog um, most or pretty much all the Grand Prix. I haven't done a couple this year, but that's um, due to very good reasons. So, yeah, I'll be uh, waking up tomorrow for that. And, yes, let's do the predictions now. Yeah, it's not like um, it's not like it's ten past one in the morning and I forgot or anything. Um, yeah, so just very quickly, just uh, just hit the rewind button a second. Um, Owen, predictions: who's going to oh. win and what's your podium? Oh, but it's Max Verstappen and then probably Carlos Sainz and then Lewis Hamilton, I reckon. Okay. Bold prediction. Bold prediction: uh, Max Verstappen doesn't win. <laughs> Uni's got a bed, mate. Um, <laughs> Jowis. Um, oh, win, uh, win podium ball prediction. God. You, you did steal my top three, so yeah, I'll say Max, oh, Science, and Hamilton. <laughs> and then what's your ball prediction for tomorrow? Oh, it pains me to say it, but Lance Stroll uh, finishes in the top six. Boom. Okay. I don't even think that's a that bold a prediction, to be honest. But I actually know which stroll it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I recant everything I just said. Um, and then for me, I think Carlos is going to say, "Nah, Max, honey bunny, if, if you want this place, you've got to come and you've got to come and eat my chili um, if if you want it." So he's going to. Um, I, I think he's going to battle him out of the way. I need to one. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he he's you know, he's, you know he has a reputation for chilies. I don't know why, but he does. Um, Texas make a good chili. Oh, that they do. That's um, a different kind of chili. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> God, this is just descending into carnage now. Um, yeah. No. Uh, no. I. I. I think Sancho hold on to the win. I think Max P two and Hamilton. Yeah, I'm gonna say Hamilton P three. I think he'll get a podium. My bold prediction. Um, both Alfa Romeos in the points. Oh no! <laughs> well, a girl can dream, eh? Um, yes. Come so, of all comebacks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, but yes. <laughs> so, thank you to everyone for listening to this absolute train wreck of a show. Um, if you did find it amusing, insightful, um, I would say educational, but I don't think I don't think that's that's the correct word to use. Um, 
You can find out a bit more about Grid Talks who are available on YouTube, where most of our episodes are recorded live, such as this one, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, Omni Studio, and Pocket Casts. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to qualifying and race results. Please also consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mics, lights, and recording equipment. I suppose it's like the lumps I have next to me. Um, and you can also get your hands on some official Grid Talk merchandise at f1chronicle.com forward slash store. Also, please make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more from content, namely tomorrow to review the US Grand Prix. But until then, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.